guys, 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 and gals, mostly gals. Welcome back to Glenn Thinks the Podcast. You know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm glad that everybody's here. Thanks for joining me. I ain't been here for a minute. I apologize. I've been living life, dog. Well, I really don't apologize. I don't apologize at all. Life has just been full, you know. I'm just a guy that's glad to still be at the party. You know what I mean? I'm the glad that that uh that I'm still here, man. I think that the older that I get, the more the more that I'm grateful just to be the guy still at the party, still standing. You know? I tell you what though, I've had a rough last I would say the last twenty four hours because yesterday last night, I guess around nine o'clock I was like, I'm pretty hungry, and I don't want anything too heavy, you know. So I was like, Well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get me a little salad. A little salad's light. Give me a little salad, but I ain't, I ain't trying to whip up a salad myself, you know. So let me try to find somewhere that has one of them late night chef salads I can, I can go scoop up. So I got my telephone. I, I found where I could get me a, a late night salad. What I didn't take into account was that all the items that they put into the salad that they sold me for money was items that probably had been sitting around a good bit of the day. And they were like, well, some sap just ordering them a salad. Let's put all these items in the salad. So I went and got my salad. I took it home. I ate my salad. I consumed it. I started feeling weird right away hit me you know when it hits you in your stomach and you're like man i might have diarrhea today that's what happened to me and it was kind of like a firing squad you know how how when they used to have a firing squad they'd give one guy a live bullet and the rest of the guys would have blanks and they would all fire at the guy but none of them knew who killed him you know, because they didn't want to psychologically mess them up. Like, they didn't want to say, you know, they didn't want other guys to be like, I was the one that murdered that guy, you know. But I, so that's what I, it was kind of like that. I was trying to, was it the pepperoni on the salad? Or was it the little pieces of ham? Or what, did I get a bad piece of cheese? You know, I tried to figure out who did the murder in my stomach. I was like, that's a pointless question. You know, some things you'll just never understand. You'll just never know. And maybe it's better that way. You know? So I ate, when I first felt it not doing right, I was like, well, maybe if I ate a bunch of M&Ms, that'll make me feel better. You know, because sometimes if I don't feel good, I'll try to eat something else to offset that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll... I'll eat something else to try to cover up what's going on, you know. And uh, and all them M&Ms didn't help, you know. And I finally got to sleep about 2 o'clock. And I was like, I woke up and said, well, let me eat a bunch of cereal at about 6.30. Let me try to eat a big old bowl of cereal, see if that does anything. You know, and that didn't do anything. That just made me feel kind of worse. So I ate some more M&M's this morning at 6.30, and that didn't help neither. I just started burping chocolate. And I was like, well, this ain't a good way to feel. I don't like this. 
I'll just take me a melatonin and sleep half the day. So that's what I did. And I got up and I got to moving around, showering, got me a cup of coffee, a cold bottle of water. And I started to feel better, man. I started to feel better. I ate a little something. I started to feel better. So uh, that was my last 24 hours, man. It wasn't... Uh, I don't think I'll eat no more late-night salads, man. Maybe an early afternoon salad, but them late-night salads get kind of... I don't know, man. They get kind of shady, you know? Late-night salads are kind of shady. So I don't think I'll be messing with that no more. But other than that, how you guys doing? You've been doing all right? A lot has happened since the last podcast. A lot of, a lot of interesting events. Something that I really enjoyed, something good... Before I get to all the horrible things, you know, that have happened, um, something good that happened was the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Like, they played the movie The Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Remember when that came out? I was a little kid, and I lived in Florida, and I went over to my friend. I remember going over to my friend Justin Wise's house, right? I went over to Justin's house, and we watched The Field of Dreams. Well... That was a really special movie to me coming up as a kid, you know, where it has like the Kevin Costner's like a corn farmer. And then he hears the voice. If you build it, he will come. And he thinks it's about shoeless Joe Jackson um, coming back to play baseball. If he builds a baseball field, if he plows up his corn, builds a baseball field, that shoeless Joe will come back. But it really ends up, you know, to be his dad. And his dad comes back and they get to play a game of catch or whatever. And it's a really, it's a really pure movie. It's a really innocent movie. And it's a really, dude, I'm not going to lie. It's a really, I when they played, the Yankees and the White Sox played at the Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner came out of the corn first. He walked around the baseball field a little bit. They were playing the Field of Dreams music. And then the players started coming out. I got a little misty-eyed. I'm not going to lie. And it made me feel so good for the next few days. I just pulled that up on YouTube and watch it. And something about it took me back to being a little kid and that innocence and the baseball. And just when I wouldn't say when I was that age, everything was pure because it wasn't because I, I mean, (laughs) let's face it. You hear me talk. Can you imagine what kind of a kid I was? But it took me back, I'll just say, to a purer, I don't know, just a good, more of an innocent time in my life, right? And it just was like, dude, if you watch that, the world needs more stuff like that. That's good for baseball. Not only is that good for baseball, but that's just good for people that's just good for that stuff to be in the world. You know, that kind of content to exist. Like, it was so good to see that. And it was so innocent. And it was just fun. And it made you feel good. And there's just not stuff like that no more, man. Now, the Yankees did end up losing. Which I'm not happy about. That sucked (laughs) you know because like the first field of dreams game ever the first major league baseball game to get played in iowa the yankees took an l 
Like, I'm not happy about that at all. Right? But it ended with a White Sox player hitting a walk-off home run. And the person that actually hit the first walk-off home run against the Yankees was Shoeless Joe Jackson. Right? And so it was kind of fitting. It was. Um, and I think Shoeless Joe should uh, should be able to be inducted into the Hall of Fame because I don't think it's right that Major League Baseball um, uses him when it's convenient for them to make money, but he got banned from baseball for gambling. Maybe I'll tell the story of Shoeless Joe in an episode. You know, it's really a it's really an interesting story. But if you've never seen Field of Dreams, like uh, you need to watch that man. Watch it with your kids if you have kids. It's just um, it's a good story and it's a good movie. And uh, so that was something that happened that I really that I really enjoyed. Why it was just something that was like it made me feel good, you know, to see. Um, what else has been going on, man? What else even is going on? I did uh, I did read about some interesting things that I want to talk to you about um, on the podcast today. Um, one of them was something that I never heard of until somebody was talking to me about it and I looked it up. And it was, uh, there's something called the Georgia Godstones. And they're in Elberton, Georgia, right? It's like a monument in El- Elbert, Elbert County, Georgia, right? And the city, I guess, is called Elberton. And, um,. It's these massive stones. And the weird thing about these stones um, is that they're huge and they have this, uh, they have these instructions that are carved into the stones. I think they were erected in the 1970s. Now, the interesting thing about these things is it's unclear who is or who was responsible for erecting these stones who directed i mean there's theories there's conspiracy theories but nobody really knows who's responsible for them coming into existence and when you read what is like written on the stones or carved into the stones it's kind of weird man it's kind of weird and um there's like 10 instructions um, and, and people, you've heard of like the Ten Commandments in the Bible and stuff like that before. Well, these are ten, 10 instructions that are carved into these stones. I'll read them to you. And you just, I mean, think for yourself. Think for yourself. Some of them seem innocent, but some of them kind of seem to have an underlying, eh, I don't know about that. That makes me feel weird in my belly. Yeah, it ain't the M&M's talking neither. It's just something don't set right with this you know and so this is what they are there's 10 instructions number one maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature all right 500 million yeah we're way past that so that's kind of weird how do you do that how do you maintain humanity under 500 million right how do you do that 
that makes me feel kind of weird, especially in a environment where we've seen a worldwide pandemic going on. Like, is this just a test drive? You know, are they just testing, you know, testing stuff out, you know, to thin the herd a little bit? I don't know. You'd think with all the COVID babies being born, you know, I wonder if that will like offset all the deaths, you know, I don't know. But that's number one. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Don't care for that one. Two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Number two kind of directly ties to number one. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Okay, who guides reproduction wisely? I mean, who does that? You can't just say, you can't just say that and everybody's like, okay, let's follow what the rocks say, says, you know, can we smell what the rock is cooking? Improving fitness and diversity. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. That's just weird. Like, what does that mean? People have their theories what that means. Unite humanity with a living new language. That sounds kind of culty, man. I'm sorry. It just do. All right, number four. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay, that's going to happen. Five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay, if you're saying protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts, I'm sorry, I don't want to be one of those people, but I'm going to be one of those people. You're talking about a world's court? You're, you're talking about protecting people and nations? with fair. That means there would be a worldwide laws and courts that ruled the whole world. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. See? So number five ties right in to number six. You know, let all nations rule internally, except when they got beef that are that's external, and then we'll settle those in a world court. And who rules the world court? That's what I want to know. That's why I want to know, man. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Right? I'm down with that. Like, I like that. You know, petty laws and useless officials. I'm all about that. But who determines what laws are petty? You know, because a lot of the laws that we have, there's a reason that we have those laws. You know, something went sideways and people were like, oh, we need a law for that. He just stole my chicken. I didn't much care for that, so they made a law. Don't be stealing chickens from people. You know what I mean? We need that law. It might seem petty, but I don't seem petty to a chicken farmer. You know? Useless officials, that's like, dude, that's like every politician. They're just worthless. All right, number eight. That was number seven. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Right? 
Okay, that's not, I don't really got a big problem with that. You just tell me what to do. I don't like it. I want to balance personal rights with social duty. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. That's just hippie. And I think that they put that in there just to throw you off and make you think that it, all this is more innocent than what it really is. All right. Number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. You know, that was so important. They need to They need to say that again. And see, number 10 directly ties. See, all of these kind of tie into each other. Number 10 directly ties back into number one because it says in number 10, be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. Number one says maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. You know? So that's pretty weird, man. That's something I learned about uh, in the last couple weeks, you know? And it's something really interesting to uh, to read up on. If you've never heard of the Georgia Guidestones, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something that you know is cool to uh, to read about. Because I like a good conspiracy theory. And before I really get, I ain't gonna lie, man. Before I get into Snopes or any of that, I ain't really big into Snopes because like uh, because who are they? You know, they, they're skeptics that just try to debunk conspiracy theories. And for what, to, to, to what end? Like, for what purpose? What are you doing? You know, when, when, when things are finally exposed, and I've said this before on the podcast, when things are finally exposed and people are like start to get wise to certain things, I think that Snopes will just throw you off and be like, well, Snopes says it wasn't real, so it must not be. Well, who are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where are your credentials, bud? Why am I just listening to something I read off the internet? That's the problem with the internet. With the internet, you can find something to back up anything that you believe. Right? You just can. You can find people to support whatever you want to believe it doesn't matter and see the problem is is like the the internet gives so many people a platform through social media and other mediums i guess you would call them on the internet blogs and whatnot and what the internet has done is it has made people think that they're more significant than they are like it's made people feel like they're more important and like their their opinion matters more than it does. Like, my opinion doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. Like, my opinion on vaccinations, masks, politics. I'm just a guy in South Carolina, man. I'm just a guy in South Carolina... I'm just a blue-collar guy trying to get by, man. I'm just glad to still be at the party. What I believe and what I think about certain issues, social issues, um, political issues, uh, you know, different topics, world issues, it really doesn't matter. And you really don't need to hear anything that I have to say because I'm not an expert, number one. 
the, what I do know about all of these topics is just stuff that I've gleaned off the internet, right? Articles I've read by other people that have opinions as well. Maybe they're more educated. They're greater minds than mine. Just because I have an email address and a, and a Facebook account or a Twitter account doesn't, doesn't make my opinion a relevant thing that people need to hear. It just doesn't. And that's where, that's where a lot of, of, of people are like just misguided and confused. They think that everybody needs to hear what they have to say. And if they read something where somebody differs an opinion, has a differing opinion from theirs, they think it's the end of the world. And it's not. That's just another nobody. That's just another nobody that followed more people that followed them back. Maybe they stirred the pot and somebody with even more followers saw the tweet and they got into it and there was a discourse and but in the end of the day it doesn't matter nobody's opinion really matters the only people whose opinions matter are the people that are moving the chess pieces in this world the people that pull the trigger on the big decisions you know that affect millions of people's lives what you think about wearing a mask into hammocks really don't matter to me you know and what i think about getting the shot really shouldn't matter to you you know it just shouldn't but in this day and age it does <laughs> and it makes me happy because people get so upset and that makes me happy <laughs> and it shouldn't that shouldn't that shouldn't bring me the amount of joy that it does now i'll say this i i tweeted something about i tweeted something about uh when the fda approved like the pfizer vaccine i think it was when that first got approved by the fda I tweeted out something as a joke. It was sarcastic. And I said, now all the people that are like, because you know the people's like, I'm not going to get it because uh, it's not FDA. It's not even FDA approved. I said, them people that said that are going to be, they're going to be scrambling to find new memes and uh, TikToks that, you know, for new reasons why they won't get it, Right. And my God, like I, this one person in particular got their panties all in a wad. They got angry. They even retweeted me and like, uh, wrote something angry, you know, over the retweet at me. I didn't even respond because it was just a joke, man. I was just joking. You think that I care? It was like pure sarcasm. I don't care either way. I really don't. I think that we need, I think that if anything, at the end of the day, because like I've, it's been a confusing time, you know? And I think that a lot of people at the beginning of this whole ordeal that we've all gone through, that the whole world has gone through, man. I think at the beginning of this, there's hardly nobody who was of the 
like hold into the same belief that they were at the very beginning of this. There, I'm sure there's a few, but I, but we've all like at the beginning, everybody was freaked out, you know. And you can't tell me some of them people that's hoarding toilet paper at the beginning of all this. I bet some of them now are like the anti-vax or anti-maskers. They're like, it don't matter. This ain't nothing. Like, and not all of them talk like that. But I'm just saying a lot of them do. But what I'm saying, <laughs> oh, that's a joke too. Calm down. Oh, God. Go ahead. Just said. All I'm saying, man, is like, everybody's doing the best they can. They are. You know? And if if people, I think if if this has shown anything about people, it's like how people don't care about other people. They just care about being right and doing what they want to selfishly do. I believe that, man. I really do. You know, and that goes for both sides. I'm getting deep. I don't need to go off, you know, on this rabbit hole that I done went off on. But I just think it's funny, and I've been I've been thinking about that and talking about it a little. Like, it really is funny if you read some of the stuff, you know, and this is like Barbara that that you know works at the works as a cashier at your pharmacy is tweeting out you know medical advice you know and then you got you got Donnie over there that you know sells tires and uh he knows how to how to handle what's going on in Afghanistan right now like your your foreign policy game is strong you know, you tweet something out or share it or reshares. It's like, dude, why does it even matter? Like, what's that change? It don't change nothing. It just is like the people that agree with you is like a like, and then you piss a bunch of people off. That's about it. That's about the size of it. And if you want to spend your life, like, saying, here, here, and then, or, no, like, if that's how you want to spend your life, by all means, by all means, do that. Because I'm just sitting here right now by myself, you know, talking about how other people don't got good brains, but how I got it figured out. I got them figured out. I don't got the answers. I just, but I don't, that's, that's what I got to say. Through all that, that's what I got to say. And I just stumbled upon it just now. I ain't got all the answers, but neither do y'all. <laughs> I don't know what it does. Maybe if you turn the internet off, man, I don't know. The world was a lot simpler without the internet. Wasn't no internet on uh, Field of Dreams, I tell you that much. I tell you that much right now, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what else I want to talk to y'all about? I ain't even no holler back, girl. I tell you that much. I go ahead and tell you that much. Let's see. I told you about the Georgia Godstones. What else is there? Uh, you ever heard of the Zone of Death? The Zone of Death is a name given to a 50 square mile Idaho section of the Yellowstone National Park, and which is a result of a purported loophole in the Constitution of the United States, a criminal could theoretically avoid prosecution for any major crime up to and including murder. So there's a little 50 square foot mile um, section of the Yellowstone National Park where you can kill somebody. 
and get away with it. And I start looking into that. And there's some people that says, yes, yes, that is true. And then there's other people that was like, no, that's just a conspiracy theory. You could really be prosecuted. Because the way that all the all the uh, land comes together from different states, I think that what it was is like no state, the way that all the land comes together, no state could prosecute you so you could just get away with it. And then I started reading about it and I was like, no, that's a conspiracy theory. You could totally get prosecuted. I was like, what are they just trying to tell me that to divert me from trying to murder someone out there? But then I was like, how big of a bummer would that be to plan out a murder out there thinking you'd get away with it because of a loophole because you read it on the internet and then come to find out? There's nothing worse than murdering someone because you think it's all right and then come to find out it ain't all right. You know? You know what I mean? Like, it's like... It's like, well, my bad. I I thought it was cool. You know, when they're arresting you, be like, well, I seen it on the internet. I thought it was cool to murder someone here or else I wouldn't have done it. You know? Why would you murder someone if you didn't think it was all right to do here? You know? But I just was like, man, that defense wouldn't stand up, you know, in court. And maybe if it... See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They don't want you to murder a bunch of people, right? Right? So, so what? if there's really a loophole in the Constitution where you can murder someone, and I'll never know, because I'm not some legal, I'm not some lawyer, like, and, like, they could just get Snopes to be like, oh, that's just, like, you really can't murder people for real. That's not true. Yeah fact check that is false the internet just says that you know if 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 snopes would say that then you know then people would see that and be like well i guess i can't murder somebody out there you know snopes said that that's just a conspiracy theory so i better not even try it you know so you're holding back people from murdering people when they could get away with murder you know when people could just do a little bit of murder take the edge off of life sometimes you know do a little Dexter you know cause Dexter killed bad people you know he did what the new season of Dexter should be is Dexter just out at the zone of death that's where he just takes all his victims out to the zone of death and everybody knows he's Dexter everybody knows like this dude's whacking all kind of people you know you don't want to live in one, like, one town over from the zone of death. You know what I mean? You'd have to watch your P's and Q's. You'd have to watch who you ticked off. You know? You wouldn't cut in line in the grocery store if you lived in the town right next to the zone of death. You know? You'd always be waving cars like, oh, no, you go ahead. You'd just be like, no, I'm never going first ever again. You know? You'd be letting everybody go in front of you. If you lived one town over from the zone of death, you know, and that's pretty much, I ain't really got a whole lot more to say about that. You know, I just thought it was interesting because I never heard of the Georgia Guidestones and I never heard of the zone of death. Something else that I never heard of 
was something called Call of the Void. Have you ever heard of Call of the Void? Now, I found this super interesting because this is something that I think that I've had before. And just the sound of it is a little bit eerie. And when I read about it, I was like, it's just creepy. You know? And maybe this has been in a movie before. I don't know. But it's called The Call of the Void. And what it is, is uh, The Call of the Void in French, La Appel du Void. I don't even know what that is. L'Appel du Void describes this impulse to hurl yourself into, well, a void. While unnerving, it's actually a pretty common experience. It also has nothing to do with suicidal ideation. What it basically is, is like when you're high up, um, you will have a thought or an urge to jump off of like a, a building, like a skyscraper. If you're standing on top of a skyscraper, you'll have the thought to jump. Um, when you're driving, you'll have the thought to steer on the on- oncoming traffic. I've always heard of this kind of stuff as intrusive thoughts, but it's it's there's actually a name for this particular thing and it's called the call of the void, right? And um let's see if I can pull up something about it to see if it makes sense here. Um Uh, Okay. This feeling has a name. What is this from? This is from an article that I found on the internet um, from June 29, 2018. The science behind the call of the void. Um, The feeling has a name, the call of the void, or... You know, that French thing I said, where the term was first coined. Some people feel it, some don't. Most people ignore it, but not everyone does. A lot of people don't really talk about it, which is true. You don't hear a lot of people talk about this stuff. But you know, Reddit is always the place to go when you're wondering, am I the only one? Um, Let's see. This person said, um, the call of the void... Is that feeling you think for a second about staring into oncoming traffic or jumping off a cliff for no reason, although you would never do it? Um, let's see. I took up skydiving this past summer. Unlike my 40th jump or something, I hopped out of the plane and my brain goes, dude, don't pull your chute. It probably won't hurt. Grass is soft. <laughs> Turns out, there is some science behind this feeling. April Smith, an associate professor of psychology at Miami University in Ohio. Why they got Miami University of Ohio? That's like having, you know, Orlando University of New Jersey. She even co-authored a study about it. An urge to jump affirms the urge to live. An empirical examination of the high place phenomenon. Um, high place phenomenon is what scientists call it. Her research found a few things. One, that 
about 50% of people have experienced aspects of the call of the void. And two, that it's the result of some kind of miscommunication in your brain. It could be the case that when you're up somewhere high, your brain is basically sending an alarm signal. You know, be careful. And that could actually lead you to take a step back or notice your surroundings, she says. Then that more deliberate process kind of kicks in and you start to think, why did I just take a step back? I'm totally fine. There's no reason for me to be afraid. Oh, I must have wanted to jump. Like a trick of the mind, a post hoc rationalization of behavior, and it's not anything to worry about, she says. Some thoughts are just chatter or static. They don't mean you are going to do something or not do something. Smith also said this is what happens with non-suicidal people. With those having suicidal thoughts, it may be different. And she points out people think suicide is an impulsive act, but research says it's not. All of these thoughts are part of a large genre, 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 that's it. Genre, genre, <laughs> called intrusive thoughts. Oh, so they are. A lot of people have them, like when you're driving down the road and think about hitting a pedestrian or you're bathing your child and think about drowning them. Good Lord, jeez. Or... You know, you just want to scream sometimes in the middle of a meeting. It happens to all of us. Uh, that's crazy. Anyway, you don't, you don't, uh, it's like stuff you would never do. But it's stuff that you think about. And it's the call of the void. And I just find that fascinating. That what it boils down to is like a miscommunication in your brain. You know? That's crazy, man. You learn something new every day when you listen to. And it also says a lot of your, like, stuff that you think about. Thoughts are, like, static or, like, chatter. <laughs> that's what that's what this podcast is, baby. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but anyway. Yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. That's a few things that are, uh, that are pretty nifty, dude. Yeah. Those are some things that uh that I learned about. Um but anyway. Anyway, that's what it is. So uh but that's about all that's been going on, man. I did uh a couple weeks ago, um a buddy of mine that passed away about four years ago, his daughter died man and that hit me kind of that hit me that hit me man that made me uh that hit me hard because his daughter was probably he died i guess when she was probably about 15 16 years old about four years ago and she just passed and i remember when uh i remember before she was born i remember when her mom was pregnant with her and I hung around her daddy a good bit back then, man, about 20 years ago. You know, when when I was probably in my late teens, we'd run around um, doing sins together. Me and this girl's daddy, and he passed away. And then, uh, and then his daughter passed away, and it's just it's just kind of a 
it was it was kind of hard for me to process you know because the older you get the more uh the more tragedy you get to witness and uh it's confusing yeah and it uh I don't want to say it hardens you, but maybe it does a little bit, you know, because it, it, it hardens you. You gotta be hardened to a, to an extent to survive this life, you know? And, uh, I just don't understand stuff like that. And, uh, so that happened, that happened. Actually, I was going to do a podcast. I was planning on doing a podcast that weekend, but it just, uh, that happened, man. And, uh, and it just kind of was like, man, like I don't get stuff like that, you know, especially, especially in instances where people don't have to go yet, but they do, you know? So, uh, so I guess I dedicate this episode to uh to those to my buddy and his daughter to their memory today. You know, because it's important to honor people's memories. And uh and it's just sad. And it's just I was reading about uh today I saw that uh some comedians out at a party in Los Angeles were uh doing cocaine and it was laced with fentanyl and i think three of them died and kate quigley which uh which i only know her because she's been on joey diaz's uh joey diaz's podcast i like joey diaz the church of what's happening now his old podcast and i think she was just on uncle joey's joint his newer one um recently maybe even the most recent podcast that's how i knew about this lady and she's a stand-up comic and uh she survived she was found unresponsive but she uh evidently she's in the hospital and she pulled through or she's she was in critical condition but she's still alive they got some fentanyl based cocaine and uh and you just never know, man. You know? And I think that... I mean, of course, when you're using, like, illegal drugs like that, it's... it's You kind of... You kind of... Playing chess with the Grim Reaper. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Russian roulette. You kind of ask him for it. You know? But I don't think a lot of people that run around out here and do that kind of stuff really uh you know they ain't doing that because life's so great for them you know they got them a little void call of the void you know and uh it's it's just i don't know man that's why i'm grateful to be here i'm grateful to be able to do a podcast and have the life that i have man and I think that that's something that, like I said at the beginning of the show, that that uh, 
as I get older, I'm just like, man, there's a lot of folks out here that that's struggling, you know, and, and, and life's too short to get caught up in the petty, in the petty stuff, you know, all these people getting mad about, about, uh, people ain't wearing masks or people that are, you know, you really want to spend the precious little time you have here, you know, mad at somebody you ain't never going to see again in Walmart, you know, or on Facebook saying something that you don't agree with, voting for somebody that you don't like, it just ain't worth it, man, it's just not, you know, I don't even know. Why am I talking about? I'm sitting here trying to be like Dr. Phil. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, let me drop my knowledge on you since a man. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What I talk about, the things I say, I try to have fun with people. I'm either trying to have fun with you or I'm trying to encourage you to think. I don't want you to... I don't want you to see things my way. I just want to make you think. I don't care if that's what some of my favorite people to talk to are people that don't think like me. Yeah. Because we can have a good conversation and maybe there's a chance that I'll learn something or look at something from a different angle. Because a lot of times I think that we both have more in common than what we think we do we're just looking at something from a different angle that's all that is and our life experiences up to this point make us do that you know so the point of that is I don't know man I don't know what I was even going with that <laughs> but but anyway um, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast this sporadically put out, you know, kind of random deal that I got going on now. You know, there might come a time where it'll be more, more, uh, I'll put it out more regular again, you know, because it is something that I enjoy. I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, hanging out with you because that's what I feel like I'm doing. I feel like I'm hanging out with the people that listen to this and, uh, and that makes me like I appreciate that. That makes me uh that makes me grateful that you would spend your time um hanging out with me like this. But uh but you know how to get in touch with me. Hit me up, email me, um that's in the notes of the podcast. My contact information's in the notes of the podcast. Uh if you want to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts, that would be uh, that would be nice. You know, if you don't, if you have better stuff to do with the seconds that are taken away of your life that you'll never get back. If you're like, I don't want to spend that reviewing a podcast, I don't blame you. I really don't. Take care of each other. Be good to each other. And uh, man, that's about all I even got today. Peace out.